Welcome to Erotic Wisdom with Mrs. Love. All right, uh, welcome everybody for another episode of Erotic Wisdom. Um, with me, Mrs. Love, your host, and today with my beloved friend, Kirisa, tuning in from uh, wintry Cape Town. It's <laughs> the Jersey. Hello, my darling. Hello, Valentina. So good to, to see you. Yeah. Lovely to connect with you again. Yeah, me and Carissa have gone back a long, long way. We've done a lot of work together um, within the grace of Shakti Malan when she was with us in a body teaching with us. And, uh, and after that, um, we did a lot of work on the menstruation together, on the menstrual cycle. We used to hold uh, evenings in Cape Town where Carissa would teach the white cycle a very beautiful um, new perspective, very fresh and creative perspective to look at the um, four cycle in the body of woman. And I would uh, do the um, entertainment part. <laughs> As I often do. And I used to, um, to perform um, the vagina monologues. I'm an emotional creature and uh, my vagina is angry because um, I still do, but in, in those days, particularly, I really use the performance piece as a beautiful educational tools. And so we work so well together. We were a beautiful Absolutely. Uh, uh, partnership. I think we were, you know, we were a powerful team. <laughs> I think when people left after our evenings, they were on a high. <laughs> no, and they remember those gatherings for a very long time. I still have yes. people coming to show up in the world, <laughs> and they say the first time they met me was in those occasions. Yes, uh, yes. They were very informal yes. and relaxed, and we use a lot of laughter and joy throughout the process. Mm. And yes, yeah. So I think maybe when I come back to Cape Town by the end of this year, we should have a, a revival. We should have, have a definitely, <laughs> definitely. The interesting thing is, uh, you know, during lockdown, a mother phoned me and she said seven years ago she went to one of those talks, and she vowed that when her children are teenagers, she's going to invite me to come and talk to them. And then during lockdown, she said, "Won't you just?" do a Zoom, a few talks with, with my teenagers on this topic. And that was so, you know, it was, I mean, she came to the talk seven years previously. Yes, yes. Yeah. when we meet the truth, it just come in so deeply, we don't forget. Wow, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just want to give you space because this episode I really want to dedicate it to the wise cycle, the way you present it. And I know you're starting a mentorship course. I also took the mentorship course with you um, and so many other of my wise uh, women 
um, girlfriend and um, colleagues that are doing the work in the world, I know they came through the mentorship program with you and I found it very powerful, it changed me. Ah, so I'm gonna just tell you a little bit of my story and then I'm gonna pass it on to you. And I used to have a very, very regular period all my life. And um, after doing the mentorship uh, program with you, my period became immaculately um, precise. And every month on the same date, um, my blood will arrive. And um, it's been such a delight because I never expect that to happen any longer in my life. I thought my circle was the reflection of my inner chaos, <laughs> reminding me that I'm a living chaos and it's not true. Um, and so it really, although the work is very lighthearted and inspirational and artistic, uh, it goes really, really deep into the, mm. the body. So yeah, tell us more about the Y cycle. What are you presenting and how do you structure your work and why are you doing this? What inspires you? <laughs> the stage is your, yours, Kirisa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Valentina. So, <clears throat> so we call it the Y cycle because number one, we're cyclical beings. And we forget that, you know, we want to um, just always be the same because that's what's rewarded in, in the world, showing up at the same level of power, performing, 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 driving, driving, driving ourselves. And when we start realizing that actually what is truly the feminine way of being in the world is cyclical and that this cycle is happening to us anyway but when we join it consciously then a whole new energetic pattern arises for us and so what you said to me makes perfect sense that your cycle was irregular before because indeed it was reflecting something about your inner relationship to yourself and to your cycle. And when you did the course and you brought consciousness to it and you joined that aspect of yourself consciously and lovingly, it settled down in this beautiful rhythm and the joy then brought joy because suddenly now it's arriving and you know when it's arriving and you can engage with it and, and suddenly you've got a different relationship to, to your cycle as well as to yourself because a lot of our relationship to ourselves is also reflected in our relationship to our cycle <clears throat> and so the course is, is structured over four sessions so that people have and over a month so that people have time to integrate what they're learning and to apply and so one of the biggest shifts for women is to make that what's happening in our cycle reflect something back to us about what's happening in our life and we can listen and learn more about ourselves through our cycle that's the the one direction so so Christina Northrup the woman who wrote, who wrote the, um, the wisdom of, of women's bodies um, 
she always, she's a gynecologist and she always says when people come to her with gynecological problems, she first addresses what's happening in the body, but then she always asks, and what is happening in your life? So I put a lot of focus on the premenstrual phase because it's got such bad press mm-hmm. among them. And I think it's the most exciting time of the cycle because it helps us to go down, to go in, and to allow our fire to speak to us. So these four phases of the cycle, and and I divide the four phases into three phases. So the follicular and the ovulatory phase is one, that's the high tide, and the premenstrual and the menstrual time, the low tide. So we've got high tide time and a low tide time. these three phases, the high tide and then the two aspects of the low tide, gives us access to three ways of knowing and three ways of being. So just as an example, the premenstrual time gives us access to our intuition, our deeper knowing. And so, so often that's where things start manifesting. For instance, we can be very angry constantly when we come to that premenstrual time. The anger comes up and we lash out and then it dies down again and then our partner or other people just say in our life, ah, she was just premenstrual, just premenstrual. She's fine now. And that word just. Mm. And so we diminish and diminish this wisdom that's lying there for us to listen to. I just yesterday was counseling a woman and she said, my my cycle is so out of, it's so extreme. Uh, What can I do? Is there something I can take or do for it? I said, let's just tell me what what are the things that you feel angry about in your premenstrual time? And then she she slowly told me, you know, things around her partner and things about sharing parenting. And then uh, we, we unpacked it. And then she realized she's not valuing her own needs and that the parenting is not shared equally. And out of that, we realized that she will have to have a conversation with him about how they share the parenting. Hmm. So that brought deeper insight. Another example of, um, so it's it's her intuition, it's her inner knowing that comes up and kind of intensified the premenstrual time so that she can wake up to this fact that the parenting, the boundaries there needs to be renegotiated so the wisdom of that time just is is intuition and the way of being that is invited is reflection reflective so she was realizing she was reactive and then we went into a reflective mode and through the reflection we came to the wisdom 
Yeah, I like really this approach is really beautiful because what you just said, this word just is just premenstrual that take away so much power and instead is like she is premenstrual and she's now seeing clear the bullshit in her life. Exactly. All the, the bullshit that we live with, that we convince ourselves that this is the way things need to be right now because of this reason and that reason. And the spiritual body doesn't want any reasoning. It knows that something is out of alignment, that we're selling ourselves short, that we are in contraction, that we are accepting lesser than ideal. And that in the premenstrual time can boils up all in the surface. And so it looks like we are raging mad, but actually we call in for the truth. Exactly. So sometimes this it appears to be unacceptable or crazy, but it's just because it's been put down for so long that then it explodes. So the, the call of that time is to 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 ask unapologetically for what you need, you know, that that aspect of being un, unapologetically in that phase. And, and I love the word that you used, clarity, because it does give you clarity, because it, it, your skin gets thinner, and so you see clearer. This, the, the, the element of that time is fire. So it gives you clarity so that you can take uh, action and, be, and, and fierce compassion. You yeah. see, yeah. fierce self-compassion uh, that it leads you to. The things that don't work, that we pretend yes. that they work. And, and, and I feel in the premenstrual is when the, 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 the skin becomes so thin that we really see it. And I, I've not learned to take them seriously, the things that really irritates me. And yes. as, as we learn in your course, maybe it's not the good time to have the conversation in no. that moment. No. <laughs> no, that's, that's notes. And then later in the next phase, when communication is clearer, still bring yes. the issue back and have the, the opportunity to talk about it and to change something about it. Otherwise, exactly. it will come again. You exactly. Know, like exactly. The same things because we're not doing anything about it, not because exactly. we are menstrual. <laughs> yes, and so in my conversation with her yesterday was also okay, but it's not the pre-menstrual time is not the best time to speak. It's the best time to reflect. And then in the conversation, she also started owning something. She owned that she wasn't clear in her boundaries. So I said, fantastic. That is also part of reflection, that you own your part, you know, in whatever is happening to you. And then the menstrual time is then a time to pull in the things that you own and to release the things that you need to release and, and to allow, to receive, to be receptive. And then the follicular and the ovulatory time is then the time to speak because you're in your high tide. The hormones that release makes communication actually the best at ovulatory time. 
So you choose your time to speak so that you can, so that your message or whatever you have to say can land. Mm. And and just to, to link with that, uh, I had such a lovely feedback from someone who did the course. And then she told her young teenager girl about it. And then later on, this girl won a prize to go in the science prize. And then she had to present a project at another competition in, in Johannesburg. She had to fly up from Cape Town to Johannesburg. And then she said to her mom, and mom, I know I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win that competition in Joburg. And her mom said, oh, um, do you think your project is really so good that it's going to be better than the others? Is that why you think you're going to win? She said, no, I'm ovulating that time. And I'm going to communicate so well and I'm going to win. Now, isn't that a wonderful way of just experiencing yourself drawing on the strength of that time and trusting that and having the confidence yeah yeah it's a powerful um how did you used to call it um embodied management uh, time yes. management time management exactly exactly <laughs> exactly Mm. Yes. So, um, you know, I'm thinking of like one example that Christina Northrup uh, gave also of a woman who had the most terrible, terrible premenstrual, just completely irrational, screaming, shouting, going mad, actually going mad over and over and over, month after month after month. And then also she went into a conversation and then she realized that she wasn't happy in the relationship, but that she was, you know, managing it in that erratic way. Yeah. And only yeah. when she really realized how abusive the relationship was and she decided to leave, Within a month after she left the relationship, the cycle completely settled down. Mm. After more than a year of absolutely crazy behavior. So that is how finely tuned, how much wisdom, how much love, how much connection is there between us and our cycle. Yeah. It's really, really powerful. And we we really not looking into it in this with this lens. You know, we think it's something that happened to us and we have to manage it in the best way instead of allow it to enter us or us enter it, this cycle. And, yes, uh, and join it, join, join it. it. Join, join it. what's happening to us. Joining the cyclical being of who we really are. You know, um, uh, what did I now want to say? Oh, just one thing about the course, and then I want to come back again to this theme. So in the course, I also use a lot of like process art, uh, just working with clay and with colors and with painting, not to have art experience, but because we also learn in a nonverbal way, and especially with a feminine, 
aspects, we need that, that nonverbal. So the visual helps to, for that cycle to, to become visible and to communicate to us. And then I also work with storytelling with um, Vasalisa's story. Vasalisa that has to go to Baba Yaga to find the fire and the, and the tasks that she's given. And then in the end, she, she gets this coal of fire, but the fear with which she's carrying this fire through the woods and all the tasks that's involved in managing our fire and owning our fire. Um, powerful story of the wild feminine and then how we can engage with it and allow that to be our intuition, a healthy, a healthy intuition. So, um, so I just want to come back to what we said a little bit earlier. It's just a thought that I've been having lately. You know, there's such a lot of talk nowadays about collective trauma and, you know, and uh, the impact of patriarchy, the, the trauma of that on our bodies and how we can restore it. And I think working with the cycle and uh, consciously working with that can be very restorative mm. of all the trauma that we're experiencing from being in a linear, rational, very driven society. Mm. So that's just a thought because I think we are all carrying a lot of tension and stress from collective trauma, from the trauma from our, also our ancestors, Mm. We denied the, the cycles, you know. And the trauma to be human in the body. Yes. <laughs> For yeah, me, absolutely. it's always the biggest, from the soul perspective, to be limited to a physical body. Um, it's painful, it's traumatic. And so for me to work with the cycle in this creative way becomes fun. It's like the, the playground to be human in the body. And look, these things mm. are happening. And uh, there is one time in the months when my blood express and I can do things with it and we can become creative. And um, today I'm wearing red and I've got a red dots to celebrate you know, the menstrual cycle. I, and so that becomes a playful experience of my human expression instead of a burden that I have to carry. I feel that yes. a lot of human beings really take life too linearly. You know, I, I, I am born, I'm going to die in between. If I'm lucky, I'll marry, I'll have children, I'll have a job description, and that's life. And, mm. and so the menstrual cycle is something that sometimes get in the way of this linear perception. And when we enter it, we can start to become the artist of our life. We can dance exactly. with the cycle, we can track it on the calendar. We became a circle. Our life become a circle and not a linear way that pushes through something. You know, so this idea yes. that life is here as a problem, and us with our intellect, we need to break through the chaos and control this problem. 
Exactly. And instead, when we enter the cycle, then life is a circle. There is no problem. It's a, it's, it's a dance, it's a performance, mm. and it's something that we can engage with. And everything will move and comes back to the beginning point. So if this exactly. month I got it all wrong and was a fuck up, it's okay. I'll have another chance next month. It's like I'll have another chance in my next life, perhaps. Also that life, we don't have to take it so seriously that we can, it allows us to, to do it wrong, to make mistake. And what I like about this cycle, this concept of, um, oh, now I'm missing the words, is in my head. Reinstoring. Re, re How do you say when you start? Yeah. Um, yes. Um, it's what's the word? Re, not refresh. Yes. Resetting. Yes. 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 Exactly. Reset. It's a reset, yes. and we can make new intention and new commitment. Exactly. And it's like the two halves are dependent on each other. Our society rewards the behavior of the follicular and the ovulatory tide, the high tide. Yes. And so we even want to stay in the high tide all the time. Yeah. But the reset cannot happen if we don't acknowledge the low tide, the pre-menstrual time and then the menstrual time. That, that's where the reset happens. And the, the thing that women forget is the height of the high tide waves is completely dependent on how deep and how slow and how quiet we can become in the low tide, because that's where the, the reflection, the reset, the restorative action happens. And so, and so I love this way that you say, like entering the cycle and being the artist of it. I also sometimes use the word inner leadership because there's the circle, but you're in the middle, hmm. engaging with the premenstrual time, the menstrual time, the ovulatory time. You're the one who knows when those times come, and that gives you the choices. So, for instance, this one businesswoman who did the course, and she was going to do a business trip to all the stores uh, that she was working for a big corporate and then she realized she was menstruating in that time. And so she decided, but now how am I going to apply this knowledge? Because I do have to perform. I have to do the trip. I have to visit the stores. I have to find out the problems and problem solve. And then she decided, okay, I'm going to do it in a different way. The menstrual time is the strength is being receptive. And so I'm going to listen more rather than trying to solve all the problems right there. I'm going to go and listen, be more receptive, use my strength, my menstrual strength of receptivity, listen, gather, rather gather all the issues and listen. And then when she went back to headquarters, she did the problem solving and then communicated in problem-solving mode. And that made a huge difference to her, to her interaction because people were now much more open because she wasn't in this driven mode. She was more relaxed. She had more energy. 
And then she was with a with a colleague, and that evening they were writing reports. And you know, like when you're on a business trip, you often work in the evenings. And then at one point she just said, "No, I'm not going to do these reports now." <laughs> colleague was quite surprised that she was so, because she's quite a hardworking person, and she said. A colleague then said, she looked at her, she said, you know what? There's a hairdresser in this hotel that we're staying. I think tomorrow morning you must go early and, and have your hair done. You'll feel better. And then she did that. And when she came back to the course, you know, for the next weekend, she had that lovely frizzy hair, you know, a frizzy hair. It was just so lovely. And it was just just that choice that she made uh, gave a whole different tone and sense of being mm. to the business trip. So it doesn't mean that, you know, when you're premenstrual, you must go and sit in a mountain or sit in a forest and be quiet. It just means that you choose to do things in a different way to fix the how and what you bring in terms of being and what you draw on in terms of knowing. So you're working with your strengths of each phase. And the pauses for me, while you were talking now, it makes me think like uh, globally, we're going into this deep menstrual phase um, with the pause, you know, with the lockdown that everybody was forced to stay home and inevitably rest more and uh, listen more carefully to everything where are there in their life is like the premenstrual time you know all the things i noticed for me that i was battling with when when lockdown happened where the question am i where i want to be am i living my life in the way i want to be it's like being in relationship what's the relationship mm -hmm. i am having with my life is it honest because the irritability came from the places where I don't meet truth. And so I think this whole year has been a year of perhaps global reflection. And, and my wish is when we're gonna go in follicular time, which we're sensing it now, you know, the border are opening, people are coming out, that we're gonna really use this lesson of this time that we needed to stay in and quiet and slow down. And what I get from your story, beautiful, that woman that listened is, is the pause also, not to be afraid to pause and to postpone mm. the action. Because as you mm. say, patriarchy really supported that uh, coming out and being the productivity and the immediacy of things. You know, I often yes. battle within me, it's like now I, I just arrived in Bali and uh, looking at possibility maybe to spend longer time here, maybe relocating. And, and I noticed my, I wanted to have it all sorted within a month. Mm. I want to know. And uh, interestingly enough, my blood came, which I turned 50 uh -huh. this year. And, wow. um, and, in the, and, and from December, since I turned 50, I stopped, my, my period it started to become irregular again because surely I'm embracing menopause. Mm. And for two months, my blood didn't come. And I was like, okay, this is it. It's my last blood, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then last week, suddenly my blood came. 
And so the first things that happened was this extreme joy, you know, to find the blood in my, on my toilet paper. I was like, oh, it came back. It's like the last kiss of this world. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a, now it's so precious became, you know, like, like a real gift. And then I also settled into the listening and the slowing down and, and reminding myself that there is time. I have time to take my time that I don't yes. have to find any solution, but stay more imbibed in what this place asks of me, what it wants of me. And yes. let go of my idea that I came with, my, my fantasy, my projection, and I was arriving with this penetrating force. And, and now I'm really sitting back and have much less expectation and gave myself the license to take as long as I need. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, everything changed. Suddenly I was able sure. to smell the flower, to sure. you know, listen to the sounds of the space and... Um, yeah, to the pause, I, I feel. Yes, the yes. and to connect, to connect, yes. to feel interconnected, open. And um, and I think this is what we, so in society we don't give space to, to yes. pause for yes. until we need. And then when the movement will arrive, to trust that we will know what to do, and it will yes. be stronger and will be clearer and will be um, uncluttered by doubts um, because we took enough time to pause and rest. But also that in the rest, we're not making plan for the future, that's no. through rest. No. That yes. in that bleeding time, we really spend time in the emptiness, in resting, exactly. in not projecting or anticipating but yes. be really, really present and comfortable into the unknown in the mystery of menstruation, um, which sometimes is scary, you know? It's like, okay, I have things to do and now I'm taking a pause while I'm in the, in the heart. It's like this woman that goes for work and she takes the courage to just listen because I'm sure mm -hmm. maybe in the body, she also had the pressure that she's there to problem mm -hmm. solve. Yes. And if she's not going to do it, maybe she also has another boss to answer to, or yes. she's going to come back and she hasn't delivered, she hasn't finished, and she hasn't resolved yes. it. It's courageous yes. to also take time to, to pause and to listen and to trust that when the time will come, she will have the perfect solution for the problem. And right yes. now, if she's going to try, the solution is going to be maybe not long-term, it's gonna be momentary, it's gonna be wishy-washy because she's mm -hmm. pushing it for a story, for, a, for an idea. Yes, yes. So that you encapsulated so beautifully and thank you for that sharing of your own life. And then I'm just reminding you that the way of knowing with menstruation, with receptivity is inspiration. So yes. <laughs> for that inspiration to come from above and to land but there has to be a container there has to be that receptacle to receive the inspiration otherwise where is it going to land and that's what you're creating now in yourself yeah and I wanted to ask you to share uh, with us 
the gift, if you if you can, the gift of each cycle, like now the inspiration, well, the phases, the phases. Yes. So yes. so the 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 premenstrual time is intuition. That's the way of knowing, and so that's the strength of that time. And the way of being is reflective, hmm. to be reflective. And then the the menstrual phase is the way of of being is um, being receptive, and the knowing is inspiration. Hmm. And the follicular and the ovulatory time is. Uh, the knowing is imagination. Mm. So, so that's where we, where we, um, where we, we, our way of knowing in the world is through our imagination, and so our way of being is like being active in the world. It's 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 magnetic. Okay, so the way of being in the ovulatory time is magnetic. It's not going now out there and doing everything. It's because we've done the work of below. Now we come in and we hold the image like the, the, the egg and we draw to us what we need. Hmm. Okay. So it's magnetic. The feminine way of doing is actually magnetic. It's drawing toward the self. That, that's the true yes. meaning of um, imagination, actually. To imagine what you want, because only when you can imagine it, it can happen. Yes, and exactly. So if imagination is strong, it will come, it will arise. Yes. It's yes. coming from the future almost to meet you. Exactly. So you live into it. You let your being go into it. You embody it through your imagination. So I just want to link in with what you said about menopause, feeling that, you know, perimenopause, menopause is there. So what I found with, so, you know, with working with with the menstrual cycle for a long time, then people asked me now, but what about menopause? So I started then developing work around menopause. But what I've noticed is that if because now the women who've been working with a cycle have now moved on, you know, to menopause. And what I noticed is that if women really work with their cycle, it prepares them for menopause and the menopause is easier, that transition. The reason for that is the premenstrual time. If, if you really get to grips with your premenstrual time, the menopause is very easy because what happens at menopause is that the hormones that get released during premenstrual time gets amplified and so it's released almost all the time so that skin becomes thin and all your unresolved things come up so if you haven't done your inner work it does come up at menopause and so what women then do is they take 
medication, you know, tranquilizers or whatever, or they want hormone replacement therapy because they don't want to go there. Or it transforms into illnesses, high blood pressure, diabetes, all those kinds of things. So because the menopause is the time for the fire, that deep intuition, that deep knowing, that is really coming up at that time to be embraced, to be embodied, to be stepped into fully so that we can go into our wisdom years directed fully by our intuition, our deeper knowing. So that's the call, that's the task of menopause. And if you've done your cyclical work and if you really got grips with the premenstrual phase and the menstrual phase and really been able to, to, to engage with, with that part as your friend and as your guide, your inner guide, then that transition becomes so powerful and so joyful. So that's why after I started working with the menopause, I started going back to the menstrual work. And even though I'm now, you know, 61 myself and long, many, many years out of the menstrual cycle landscape, I, I see, you know, the importance of it for preparing us for our wisdom years. And so I'm just, I've regained my passion for it and my interest in it. And my joy in it. Yeah, I have to say it's been such a easy transition in a way that I'm almost waiting for the problem to come. <laughs> and I remember yeah. when I was, uh, there was a time I thought I was having this night sweat. Um, I would sweat a lot. And then it's, it's, it's the it's symptoms of menopause, you know. And then one day I just changed my blanket. My duvet was way too hot and the night sweat stopped. <laughs> so actually I realized it wasn't the drama of menopause. <laughs> and no more night sweats. And, uh, it was funny, you know? <laughs> and and uh, Valentina, you know, it's so... It's again like the premenstrual time has been given so much bad press as a problem. Yeah. The same way yeah. menopause has been given the bad press as a problem. It's not a problem, it's a rites of passage. It's one of the most powerful rites of passage that a woman can go through because it's a rites of passage about her. It's taking the focus away from serving and producing a child and giving out there in the world to coming into yourself and allowing your soul to direct your path. So it's a powerful feminine rites of passage, but yeah. now it's been given, it's been reframed in the world as a problem and something to be ashamed of and to, to avoid. You know, I was reading, I was seeing an interview, listening to an interview um, of a woman that spoke that the perimenopausal <coughs> symptoms start about 15 years before. And I was like, what? 
So mean that when you're 35, if we say that we go menopause at 50, some women start even earlier, mm. it means that from your mid 30, you are carrying the symptoms of perimenopause. Instead, mm. And I thought, this is not symptom, this is being a woman, being an emotional creature. This is not a symptoms of a problem. This is the mm. awakening. This is a call for presence. This is a call for yes. truth. This is a call of not uh, settling for mediocrity when we, we, we want, we know what we want. And so mm. I find also this is a way to really <clears throat> mute women into symptoms. Oh, you're just irritable. Exactly. Take this tablet and go to bed and all shall pass. When in reality, exactly. it must not pass because whatever mm. it's, a, it's a problem in your life needs to be looked at and something needs to be changed and you yes. need to be supported in the changing. And in my work I've done with men also around um, menstruation and women, it's that often men are so excluded by this uh, cycle of women. And so for them is even more mysterious and they get really scared. And my piece for them is that if they could just support us to go deeply, even, you know, their wife and their daughters, to understand the chaos and the confusion of the menstrual time, and mm. instead of labeling us or tiptoeing around us, mm. they could just serve us in a way that we can go deeper into this space. Whatever yes. we come out with, the <laughs> that you talk about, then will serve the community at large, which serve yes. the whole of family, and which includes them too. Then true feminine wisdom can be shared with the world and not just um, wits and, uh, you know, little girls that play princess of what I want. Um, on a superficial mm -hmm. way, because mm -hmm. we're never allowed to go deeper. And if we could, whatever we bring, we bring to serve everybody. And I think men will also write the benefit of this. And uh, they would also then recognize that if there is something wrong with the way their wife respond to them, is because there is some truth that is being overlooked or overstepped, some boundaries could also be their own reflection. And I think could be a, a work that can serve in all direction, not just absolutely. Us. No, absolutely. You know, um, I'm just thinking of an example of one woman who did the course and she then came back because I used to do it over three months so that people, you know, really have time to integrate, but I do it now over a shorter period. And um, she came back and she said, you know, it was, um, it was her husband's birthday was coming up and she was feeling so resentful because she just didn't have anything to give and she didn't feel like doing something for his birthday. And she was just really not in a good space. And then, she also then started menstruating and it happened to be uh, uh, in that week before uh, a public holiday. And then she remembered what we'd been doing and she decided to ask her family to just, that she's going to close the door and she's going to lie on her bed and be in her bedroom and no one must disturb her. They must make their own food, etc. So she just had that full day and they supported her in that 
And she had that full day, not with any aim in mind, just to rest, to luxuriate in her menstruation, to sink deeper, as you say. And she said then to her surprise, so she came out of it the next day and then the next day and suddenly she said all these ideas just bubbled up into her head as to what she could do, you know, like something for the birthday. And then on that weekend, she just joyfully put this whole thing together with drumming and going out into nature and doing a whole ritual for her husband and they had a fantastic time. And that is, for me, a wonderful example of, of what you were talking about right now. Yeah, because yeah. he also benefited from that space that he gave to her. Instead yes. of him com complaining about it and, and him feeling resentful because now she's not participating to the family life and he gave yeah. her time yeah. and she was able to gift back. Yes, so, yes. So... Your cycle is not only about you, it's about your whole environment. It's the tone. It's a whole tone and an energetic that you create around you. And that energetic is happening in any case. So why not join it? Exactly. Exactly. You know? Life is a circle. That's better join in. So it's, I just want to mention this because it's... Um, it's been bothering me and I also let it be throughout this interview, my, the light in my video come and go, come and go, and I keep trying yes. to fix it. And then at one point I thought, okay, can I relax with the being out of the light and in the light? And, <laughs> and suddenly I thought it reflected the cycle that we are exactly, talking about. Exactly, exactly. And then in the darkness, and it's okay, I'm still here. It's not that we have to see it, you know, it's irrelevant. <laughs> We're having a conversation. <laughs> yes, that's wonderful. Going down and going up and not being in the same place all the time. All the time. And this, uh, you know, this idea of perfection, you know, and to deliverance. So I just let it go. So for everybody that is watching the video, I hope you can just also relax into that. And um, I think we, I'm going to wrap it up. This is we need to finish. Yes. To spend time with you, Carissa. And so if you just want to mention the dates of your upcoming course. Okay. So it's, the, so it's, it starts on the 26th of June. So that's a whole Saturday. And then two half Saturdays, the 3rd of Ju July and the 17th of July. And then again, a full day on the 31st of July. And, um, and if you're interested, you can either email me, Carissa, K-E-R-I-E-S-A, 6 at gmail.com. And the 6 is a number, 6. K-E-R-I-E-S-A, the number 6 at gmail.com. Or you can WhatsApp me at 084. 608-1304, and, and it's in Cape Town. And I will also write all this detail in the comment 
on the podcast that uh, anybody can find on the YouTube page, but also onto the, if you're just listening to the podcast, in the comment, you will find the link to Kerisa email and telephone number. Thank you, Valentina. Right. It's such a joy. I so love you. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm so proud of you being there in Bali and slowing down and allowing your inspiration to land and yeah and being yeah, it on really this feels like I, i'm starting a complete new phase of my life and you know my daughter is is approaching puberty and i am um, approaching menopause so it also feels a very important time to take a break we just removed ourselves from the habits and um and came and spent some time here, and now I've let go of all expectation <laughs> completely. And, yeah. and I do feel that my menopause has been so far relatively smooth because I've done the work with you and with myself. And, um, you know, I, I did the work with you many years back. I mean, I, I can't mm. even number them, but it was still three months, the course, I think. Yes, or four yes. months. And uh, it is one of the most powerful uh, um, work I have done. And um, I, I keep recommending it to all the women that work with me and assist me because it's really ground the awareness of being a woman into this rhythm that is happening anyway. And it's not fluffy, you know, it's, it's not, I, I feel that a lot of the, the contemporary work about feminine wisdom also still dance around the, 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 the young goddess archetype or the princess. Mm. They just mm. want to, she wants to have it as she wants it. And I felt mm. that working with you, it's really in the real and it's profound and your mm. counseling skill also are really, really powerful. And uh, I'm also just mentioning this, if anybody's listening, you're still available for session. Do you also work? Privately? Yes. Yes. And I work also on Zoom. Yeah. And your mm. work with psychophonetics is, uh, it's so embodied. It's not about talking about things and uh, mm. it's about really embodying it and moving the wisdom of the body. And you're a wonderful midwife um, mm. for birthing uh, the soul into the body of people. And you supported me really profoundly in my life. So, yeah, I wish you all the best. And thank uh, you. I look forward maybe in the next time we can have a conversation all focused on menopause only perhaps yes. we'll see. Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, and maybe when i come back at the end of the year let's do an event together <laughs> absolutely absolutely you on you on <laughs> i'd love that yes. thank you thank you listening. have a wonderful rest of your day or your night ciao ciao mm -hmm.
Oh.